Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. This is going to be our last devotion on the book of Hosea. We're going to be in chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. This book written by Hosea, a prophet of God to the northern kingdom of Israel in the mid-700s B.C., and he's admonishing them for their worship of false gods, for their idolatry, from their turning away from the covenant. This is very common, familiar territory for the prophets. And uh, there's this rhythm of judgment and warning for the consequences of their sin, the destruction, and God's wrath that will pour out on them, juxtaposed against the fact that he is going to restore some of them down the road. This is punishment for a purpose. And we're going to catch a little bit of a glimpse of that again today. Verse 1 of chapter 13. When Ephraim spoke, remember Ephraim is the northern kingdom, there was trembling. He was exalted in Israel, but he incurred guilt through Baal and died. In other words, uh, he was exalted, and then Ephraim, the tribe that became a representative of the northern kingdom, worshipped Baal, and they passed away. And now they sin more and more, and make for themselves metal images, idols, skillfully made of their silver, all of them the work of craftsmen. It is said of them, those who offer human sacrifice kiss calves. This is a reference to two things. One is human sacrifice is part of this Baal worship and kissing calves. There's actually some archaeological digs that show like a golden calf that the people as part of their pagan worship, their idolatry would kiss these gold calves. So Ephraim, one of the tribes of Judah, or one of the tribes of Israel has fallen headlong into this and the northern kingdom along with them. Therefore, they shall be like the morning mist or like the dew that goes early away, like the chaff that swirls from the threshing floor or like the smoke from a window. In other words, they're going to fade. Their end is going to be quick and and just going to kind of fade away and be gone. But I am the Lord your God from the land of Egypt. You know no God but me. And besides me, there is no Savior. So despite the fact, Ephraim, northern kingdom, eventually Judah, the southern kingdom, despite the fact that you're doing all this false worship of these false gods, these aren't gods. I'm the Lord your God, and there's no Savior but me. And you don't know another God but me. So I don't understand why you're worshiping all this nonsense. It was I who knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought, But when they had grazed, they became full. They were filled, and their heart was lifted up. Therefore, they forgot me. So I am to them like a lion. Like a leopard, I will lurk beside the way. I will fall upon them like a bear robbed of her cubs. I will tear open their breast, and there I will devour them like a lion, as a wild beast who would rip them open. So the punishment of God is going to come fiercely on these people because they have forgotten him. In verses 5 and 6, it says, I was, it was I who knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. In other words, when you guys were back in the wilderness, back in the book of Numbers, after the Exodus, after you come out of Egypt, the slavery in Egypt, and you didn't have food, and I provided for you manna and quail, and I provided for you water out of a rock. We studied all this in previous Daily Dose devotions, many of you remember. You were happy to rely on me then, or maybe more desperate to rely on me then, but... 
when you had grazed and when you become full and when you were filled, in other words, when all your needs were met, when you didn't need me anymore, then you forgot me. Friends, this is something that we need to be very, very sensitive to and very aware of. And I would say particularly here in America, uh, most of us are very, very wealthy. Now, you might say, oh, I only make such and such amount of money, which is a lot less than the millionaires and the billionaires. But in the whole scheme of things, we're very, very wealthy. We're very self-sufficient. Not many of us have gone without meals lately. Not many many of us have gone without the basic comforts that come with our way of life. And there's no one who loves this country and, and our way of life and the way we were founded and all these kind of things than me. I love it all. And I'm thankful for God, God's blessing in our lives that way. So this isn't an anti-American comment. This is just, we're very wealthy. And when we graze and when we're full and when we're filled, it's easy for us to forget God. What do we need God for? Because I can do this to fix this problem, just write a check, or I can go to this doctor over here. And most of the time he's going to be able to fix my ailment. There's not many things that we lack, and when we don't lack much, it's easy for us to turn to God, turn away from God and to rely on ourselves, on our money, on whatever it is that provides us what we think of as security, which isn't. The other thing is when you, when you jump back up to this idolatry thing, Paul writes about this in Romans 1, verses 21 through 25. Here's why idolatry is so abhorrent to God. I think Paul says this so well. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. This is what happens to people who worship false idols. And you might say, I don't worship a false idol. But the truth is, every one of us has what a a friend of mine called the other day that I was talking to, an idol-making factory in our hearts. And uh, it's not necessarily a little golden calf, but it's all kinds of things that we're tempted to worship or give our allegiance to or our affections to more than God. Claiming to be wise, verse 22, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. In other words, these people have exchanged God, God for these images, Verse 24, therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And it goes on from there. But that's the core problem with idolatry is you're substituting worship of the creature for worship of the creator. And not only is that completely foolish, but it is just evil beyond belief in the sight of God. So back to Hosea. These people are going to be judged harshly. Assyria is going to take out the northern kingdom and scatter them to the four winds. But this is punishment for a purpose. And as we know, this will ultimately culminate in the coming of Jesus Christ, the one who's going to do what no man could do, who's going to obey and not be an idolater in a way that no other man could. And then he's going to die for the sin of the world. He's going to rise again, defeating sin, death, and the power of the devil, so that anybody who puts their faith and trust in Christ can have his righteousness attributed to them, can have the idolatry that they're guilty of flushed out by the righteousness of Christ and can be grafted into God's family, into God's kingdom, and secure a place for eternity with him in heaven when they're no longer on this earth. That's good news, folks. That's the gospel. That's where all of this is pointing. And on the way, 
Uh, Lord, help us to avoid idolatry and help us to avoid self-sufficiency. Help us depend on you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.